got it. Hey, everybody. This is... Hey... <laughs> Shit. Start, uh... Um... <clears throat> Hello and welcome to the Nudist Colony. The No T Low T, it's back. They're here. This is uh, uh, this is the Nudist Colony. We are a new metal discussion podcast. My name is Ross. My name is Brent. It's a great intro. Great intro. <laughs> Flawless on all accounts. Um, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I'm uh, I'm feeling like energized today. I think you're on the Damn. other end of that. The spectrum. Yeah, I wish I, I wish I was. Uh, yeah, I've been. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't been having eight air conditioning problems, and it's like a hundred degrees. I don't know. Yeah, other stuff. I'm just tired. I'm tired. Yeah, I got a headache. I mean, that heat can zap you pretty easily. God damn, just walking out like taking the garbage to the road is like mm-hmm. sweating. Yeah, like literally sweating. Like just stepping outside. It's crazy hot. Uh, you have an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. I've been uh, trying to close my rings, my uh, my exercise rings recently, and last week I uh, got home from work, and I had like 13 minutes worth of like exercise to do, so I thought, eh, I'll go for a walk yeah. outside real quick, so I let the dogs out in the backyard, I thought, I'm going to take a quick walk around my neighborhood, close these rings, I'll be back, I'll be feeling fresh and clean, right? So I had shorts on, I had a tank top on, started walking around my neighborhood. I made it four minutes before I was like, just fucking kill me. Yeah. It is so fucking hot. It is like an oppressive heat. Like, yeah. uh, I think uh, one day last week, it got up to like 80% humidity or something, which is, mm-hmm. and it was like 98. Yeah. Because there was like two or three days there, where even going out at night, like after the sun had gone down, it was so fucking humid. Yeah. We're old men. We're talking about the weather. <laughs> uh, it, it's a hot one out there. God damn. Uh, for people who are, uh, don't know or maybe new to the podcast, uh, Ross and I both live in Oklahoma, and yep. it's a uh, a wet heat here. So even in the shade, that humidity is going to carry that heat to you. There's no fucking escape unless you're indoors in air conditioning. Yeah. <laughs> I've been. Uh, the my wife and I were running errands uh, Sunday, and uh, we're like, God, like just you know having to like get out of the car, we're like dreading it because mm-hmm. it's so fucking hot. I put on that uh, Buster Poindexter, feeling hot, hot, hot. <laughs> my wife was just like, oh, Come on. I was like, Okay, I'm sorry. And then right after that, I played smooth. <laughs> well, it's a hot one. <laughs> I was just like, ah, This is this is this is what we're. Li- and and I keep hearing uh, people say like online and stuff like, you think it's hot right now? Like, this is going, this is the coolest summer that we're probably going to experience from here on out from the rest of our lives. You think that's bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's just gonna get hotter. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I don't. Know. Do you think suicide's looking good? <laughs> Do you think us uh, every year around I don't know midsummer. Uh, Independence Day here in the United States. Yeah, us firing a bunch of fireworks into the sky and letting the uh, the smoke gather into the ozone. Do you think that's probably good? That's probably a good thing, right? It might block out some of the sunlight from the <laughs> UV. Like maybe. <laughs> I don't know, man. But like it's it's just and oh yeah, it is. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh, an interesting future. Yeah. You know, there was a what is it like an old. There's an old like curse that says, "May you live in interesting times." That's a curse. Yeah. If you think about it, it's pretty interesting right now. When things are mm. boring, like 
that's that's pretty good to me now. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I just want sh- nothing to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just everybody stop doing shit. Yeah. That would be great. But yeah, uh, uh, cause it's, it's going to get bad. Like crops are dying all over the world. We're starting this off good. <laughs> hey everybody. Uh, we're ostensibly a new metal discussion podcast, but, uh, as you can tell, as you, cause as you can see, mm-hmm. um, but if you're new to this, um, you're maybe questioning why is this a hidden track? Well, we do these little things. I don't know. Why am I explaining this? We do these little things where we just, uh, in between album reviews, we, mm-hmm. we, we just talk about bullshit, mm-hmm. comic books. Uh-huh. Mountain Dew. Speaking of, I need to crack this thing because I'm 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 flailing here. Uh-huh. Um, worried that we were gonna run out of. I literally like was driving over here like this is it. So, end of an era. End of a run. It's the greatest threat plaguing our society. Truly, is us running out of Mountain Dews to try on this podcast. Fear not. I found. Well, it dawned on me. I was like, wait a second. You know, we've had the Baja Blast. Obvi. Right. Right. right of course. But then I thought, wait, we haven't tried the Baja Blast Zero Sug. Oh, yeah. So I got, I got one. <laughs> Might as well try it, you know? Here we go. That is not bad. That respectable. Cracks. Respectable yeah. cracking. Nice little pop. Now, have you uh, had zero sugar Mountain Dew of any sort before? Uh, yeah, I've had, like, the, the mainline zero sugar. Um, I do not prefer it. Yeah. Um, it's actually not bad for, for a zero sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it's like if I'm if I'm gonna drink soda, fuck it, I'm drinking. You're I'm going drinking all sugar, in. Like gonna get, get a heavy. I drink a lot of um, carbonated water, like uh, sparkling water. Mm-hmm. Um, and I drink like uh probably about eighty to a hundred ounces of water a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I drink a shit ton of water. Yeah, and that that's good because all this all the Mountain Dew I drink. <laughs> <laughs> it breaks up the kidney stones, so I don't yeah. get them. Uh-huh. Uh, no. So uh, I poured us a couple glasses here. Um, let me try it. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Ross is taking a sip. Uh, my wife and I love the uh, zero sugar Coca-Cola, so we're, we're on board the zero sugar train. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? What do you think about this zero sugar Baja Blast? He's bobbing Boy, and weaving. I'm in the middle on this one. I don't know. Hmm. I'm I'm a I, uh, famously I'm a uh, Baja Blast uh, stan, mm-hmm. uh, big 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 time fan of the Baja Blast. You're a Baja Blast truther. I think oh, it's absolutely. Fair to say. Mm-hmm. I'm Baja, I'm <laughs> yeah. Baja Q. Uh, jet fuel can't melt steel beams, but you know what can? Baja Blast. Hell yeah, dude. Full sugar. Hell Full yeah. Full sugar. <laughs> I heard it from Wilford Brimley. Oh, God, I was watching a, this. Uh, have you seen that French documentary that the French, like French brothers, were filming a documentary about New York firemen on nine eleven? So no. like, they, they filmed like all the, like they were like literally in one tower when it collapsed. Um, but they didn't. They survived because they were like underground or something. And they were mines. And they're like filming it like when it happened. Yeah, fucking, it's wild, man. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were smacking each other with bagels. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. bagels. <laughs> Baguette, wait, oh, yeah, baguette. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Jewish bagels. Minds. And yeah. bagels. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, I don't know. Like, is it, 9-11 is a thing that, like, I felt like it was so huge for a long time after it happened. But, like, honestly, I've just kind of, like, not forgotten about it. But, like, watching that documentary, I was like, wow, that was really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It's almost become, I don't want to say a joke, because that's uh, maybe not. But, you know, we, we're, we're two decades out from it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it'd be like in the 90s making fun of, I don't know, what was a bad thing that happened in the 70s? Like John F. 
Kennedy getting shot or something. I think uh, that was in the sixties. Well, close enough. There's bad stuff that happened in the seventies. Uh-huh. Um but you know, you kinda like are like or like, you know, Pearl Harbor or something, you know, you know mm-hmm. like it's a tragedy, but after so long it you can kinda like use it as a joke. Um Tragedy plus time is comedy. Hey. I'm out of apple. Wait, was it? I won an apple? <laughs> Uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Oh, he's got that album. He's got that comedy album. Um, tragedy plus time equals comedy, or something. Whatever you said. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Thing you said. He's got a. He's got an album called that. But then there is there's an old bit that he used to do, like I bought a apple. I bought an apple. I don't even know what the bit is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just move on. Right. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah. Baja Blast, what do you, what do you think? Zero Sugar. I uh, I think this is pit worthy. I like this quite a bit. It has that Zero Sugar like aspartame taste to it. That's the thing that I don't like. Yeah. But I'm used to it. You know, I've acclimated. Okay. You know, okay. I was not born in the darkness, but I can walk through it. So here's, here, it's here's, fine. Here's my thing about the Zero Sugar is like when you first drink it, you're like, this is good, but then it just it that 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 aftertaste like. This when it hits my tongue, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging it. But yeah, there's that lingering weirdness that's that's there with the whatever that artificial sugar is. And I, I, I'm not a fan. Okay, all right. But, uh, I would still like I would drink this. Yeah, so you're doing it right now. Well, I and, and my my wife like literally before I left the house. My wife. My wife. Mm-hmm. She was like, do you, do you have a Mountain Dew? And I was like, no, I don't think we're gonna have one. <laughs> She's like. You've never given one a shit, have you? And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> like, I, not even that fruitcake one. Not even the fruitcake one. That I was, was still so down. That was terrible. Yeah. I like everything, and Jesus Christ. That's that was... that's wild, because, yeah, I, I I like a, I like a lot of junk shit, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I enjoyed that one. But I, I can, like, I drinking it, I'm like, yeah, I see how someone would not like this. <laughs> right. <laughs> I make, You're I make, a connoisseur, though. Truly. Connoisseur. Famous connoisseur. Yeah. All right, so uh, today um, we don't have a comic book to talk about. We don't have a movie to talk about. So I was thinking, what could we do? And then I texted you some ideas. I'm going to pull them up because I don't remember what they were. Um, uh, so I was talking about doing like a West Borland outside of Limp Biscuit, mm-hmm. Like a side project type of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hidden, a hidden track, if you will. <laughs> the Borland Boardwalk. Walk with us, won't you? Uh, oops, all Borland, sucking westward, because we're sucking Wes off. <laughs> Instead of stabbing westward, sucking west westward, sucking you know. Um, so either one of those you guys like, just imagine <laughs> that that's the name of this segment. <laughs> if you like one of those better than the other one, that's the name of it. Um, so th- so these are just uh these are just. Wes's side project, anything that he did that was outside of uh, Limp Biscuit, uh, I went through a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, I found like a, a pretty good, I think it was on Discogs, Discogs or all, I, some site mm-hmm. had a really extensive, like everything he's been credited on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they were even like crediting, 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 you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Giving him credit for, um, uh, like if if there was like a <laughs> like a, a remix of a Limp Biscuit song on like a Fast and the Furious soundtrack or something. Oh yeah. Like he got like a composer credit for mm-hmm. it. So there's a lot of stuff to like dig through. Um, yeah. And he's done a lot like a lot of like one-off things just 
more than I had realized, like, and as telling you before we started recording, like I, I was trying to find some of this stuff and I couldn't even find like YouTube links for it. So mm. he's, he's done a lot of just like guest spots on different albums. Um, but I tried to pick out some that, uh, maybe had a little bit more, um, cause he, he can get into some pretty weird territory. Uh, so I tried to find some that were maybe a little bit more in line with new metal or at least something like kind of adjacent to that. Yeah. Cause he, he get, he's got some really weird shit, which I dig, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like boring to listen to like, uh, like goat slayer. Um, I don't know if you've ever listened to the goat slayer album, uh, which is him and his brother, uh, Scott Borland, who does a lot of the keys on, on, uh, Limp Bizkit. He does a lot of like, uh, like assistant production and stuff like that yeah. for the Limp Bizkit albums. Um, but goat slayer was a project that he and his brother had, like, I guess back from like high school, and <laughs> I put it on one time with my wife in the car and like, just to see what she would do. Cause it is to say it's weird and experimental is <laughs> underselling it. <laughs> it's, oh yeah. It's fucking sound, uh, <laughs> like discordant sounds and tones and, and, uh, you know, two minutes of faintly, people talking in the background, you know, like mm-hmm. very, very, very experimental. And I think it made it like two or three minutes into to one of the songs. And my wife was like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, okay, I was just testing you. <laughs> she was not a fan. So, so stuff like goat Slayer, uh, we're not going to play, but I would encourage you if you're into experimental music, uh, go check out goat Slayer. It's, it's a lot of fun. The cover of the album is a uh, X-ray of a man who got a uh, Coke bottle stuck up his asshole. So, <laughs> if, if you're wondering if that's it, I just pulled it. There off. you I go. That's that, the yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the one. Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's, <laughs> it's pretty wild. On Apple Music, it has the genre as Christian <laughs> <laughs> from 2020. Amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. A- April 14th, 2020. So this was cooking. Who knows what he had planned for this, and then yeah. the like pandemic kicked off a month before. The, these, from what I understand, <laughs> a, a lot of this stuff is like older stuff that they had recorded a long time ago, or have recorded over the years. Interesting. Um, but they had never they had. I know he had put something like one or two tracks, I think, out there a long time ago. Um, so it's possible that they were like re-recorded. I, I I'm not sure. I I probably have to look into it a little bit more. But uh, I know he like they. It's been a project for like decades. So. On the album cover, underneath the band's name, underneath Goat Slayer, it says, Music's Greatest and Final Achievement. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fun. Like, even if you're not into experimental music, it's fun just to, like, just kind of, like, scrub through the songs and just listen to, like, how weird it gets. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of fun and interesting. Um, Ten songs, 49 minutes long. Yep. Christ Cabana Records slash Edison Sound. <laughs> interesting. Um, a- yeah, go oh. ahead. I was also I was gonna say there's also um, Eat the Day, which was oh, a project yeah. that he had right after Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, um, when he was trying to uh, basically it kind of morphed into Blacklight Burns. But um, oh, okay. Eat yeah. the Day was uh, just really it's like Limp Biscuit without Fred Durst, hmm. um, not quite as maybe like bouncy, but it's got some bounce to it to some of them. But the thing is they don't have any lyrics, so I didn't choose any of those, but okay. Um, it's a lot more listenable than Goat Slayer. <laughs> Goat Slayer is one of those you got to be like in that mood for Goat Slayer. Yeah. But uh, Eat the Day is I I put there's he's got two of them. He's got like the main one and then he's he it was like B sides <laughs> of like an album that never released. But um, he just released them within the past couple of years I think maybe last year. Um, but 
I put them on all the time, like at work. It's great, like background music. Um, I think it would really work on like a like this is like soundtrack music kind of. Wow. Yeah, those album covers look awesome too. Yeah, yeah, they're really cool. Very definite West Borland. Yes. Pieces of artwork. And and his guitar work in them. Um, I don't know. Have you ever listened to much uh, Blacklight Burns? Uh, I've listened to some. I, I'm not super familiar with As that. much of a fan of Wes as I am, I, I'm not the biggest Blacklight Burns fan. Like, there's some tracks that I really dig, mm-hmm. but overall, I'm like, mm, it's, it, he's going for more of, like, kind of like a gothy kind of, um, like, gothy metal, mm-hmm. sort of, and it's not really, like, I just... Like it's not like I said, I, I do really dig some songs, but some are just like mm, whatever. What do you prefer, Blacklight Burns or Mister Burns? <laughs> uh, Blacklight Burns. Okay, interesting. Black, right. Black Lives Matter and Mister Burns is a capital. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, so so I would recommend just a little preamble, like mm-hmm. if people are wondering, like why why didn't I play any of that stuff on that? It's because mm-hmm. they don't have lyrics and they're kind of like difficult to just like listen to and talk about so yeah. try to find stuff with like some lyrics to it well uh, speaking of preamble uh before you start playing music maybe you should give some background as to why we're doing a borland centric episode like what is it about west borland he's my favorite okay there we go <laughs> he's my favorite new metal <laughs> it's, yeah yeah he's like the new metal figure he's my like, favorite car- person in all of new metal yes okay um I love his art. I love uh, his insane costumes. Um, I think he's a really funny guy. In any interview that I've heard or seen him, anything I've seen him in, he seems like he's trying to do something different, mm-hmm. you know, without being like annoying or like uh, attention grabby. He he always tries to do something kind of like weird or different. Yeah. Uh, he's also a big mountain biker, which I am too. So like, I, I look, if I'm being honest, I feel like I'd be friends with him from, from, like in real life. <laughs> if this was real life, I'd be of course, of course. Yeah. Um, no, uh, uh, no, I just always, uh, he was always my favorite part of Lint Biscuit. Um, I think he is an incredibly underrated guitarist, like w- possibly one of the most underrated guitarists because everybody thinks of Lint Biscuit, they think of Fred Durst and like how kind of annoying he can be, which I understand. Um, so unfortunately, that kind of overshadows just how unbelievably talented Wes Borland is, mm. um, just as a musician, like not even as a guitarist necessarily. Um, as we'll play with some of this here. But uh, anyways, preamble, preamble. Um, First one up I'm going to play is uh, Born Too Slow by The Crystal Method. Now, do you like this song? You've heard this. Yes, yeah. I have this album, actually. Okay. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you are – do you know who the singer is? I used to. I, I couldn't tell you now. No. It's a uh, John Garcia from uh, Kius. It's that K oh. Y U S S. Kius. Uh, sure. Kias two two cars. Uh, two Kias. car branded yeah. as Kias. Nicknamed Kias. Mm-hmm. Um, hey dog. Uh, but uh, uh, he's he's only a singer for Kias, which is uh, they're pretty much the definitive. Um, desert rock band, uh, which desert rock is probably my favorite genre of rock. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, it's just uh, go listen to Kias if you don't know. Uh, Welcome to Gardenia or whatever. Uh, but it, it, it that style of music is what uh, Queens of the Stone Age like spun out of. Oh. So Josh Josh Homme uh, was a guitarist in Kias, 
and uh, hmm. but he was not the singer. Uh, Garcia was. Uh, but then he, you know, branched off and started doing his own thing, and that turned into, uh, well, actually, he first started doing Desert Sessions, which was just like a collection of musicians, friends and stuff, that they would get together, take a lot of drugs in the desert at this recording studio, and just record music. Like, they would write a song in a day, like, high on drugs, and then that was that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Desert Session albums out there, and they're all fucking fantastic. A lot of crazy musicians show up on those. Um, but then he did start, He just started doing Queens of the Stone Age, Um and I would say that they were they were pretty uh, desert rock up through uh, songs songs of the deaf, which was like the one that they broke big on, you know, no one knows and uh, oh, go with the sure. flow and song for the dead and uh, so so that's if people are wondering what, what the fuck is uh, desert rock, that's probably the the, the biggest uh, the most exposure that little weird subgenre has gotten is. Uh, songs for the deaf so that should give you a pretty good idea it's it's just very like kind of bluesy uh, it's, it's basically if 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 black sabbath uh lived in joshua tree or you know like and, and did a lot of drugs that's that's desert rock um so it's got a lot of inspiration from metal um the guitarists will usually uh, instead of using a guitar amp they'll use a bass amp so they get like a lot lower tones out of it, um, like almost no highs or mids, just like playing a guitar through a uh-huh. bass amp, um, which is pretty wild to me. But uh, I would I would highly recommend uh, everybody go check that out. Uh-huh. If you haven't listened to Songs for the Deaf, I will I will make an argument right now that it's it's my favorite album. Yeah, and in my opinion, the best album ever made. Uh, do you want to talk about that song that just played? <laughs> oh yeah, it's <was> good. <laughs> Well, you know, I, was, uh, I guess really I like John Garcia for the most, most part of it. Uh, but yeah, uh, I love his weird loopy guitar in it. Yeah, yeah, it has like a... a uh, I feel like I remember hearing something about whenever the Crystal Method was putting that album together, they had West Borland come by their studio and just like noodle around on the guitar for a while, and then they just clipped out some shit and then made songs out of it. So that's perfect. Pretty rad. That's all I need. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out. Yeah. A few times over. I think he was on like <laughs> three different tracks. Well, on this album? yes. So um, this is actually another one off the same album. Another one. Another one. Uh, this is Weapons of Mass Distortion. Not that. That was the end of that song. Well. Idiot. <laughs> um, his guitar, his guitar playing in, in some ways reminds me of uh, Tom Morello. How he just he, he finds weird, interesting ways to make his guitar sound. There's a uh, he does a lot of like melodic stuff like this, you know. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the Mission Impossible song that they did, you know, as a like plucky guitar song. Which is cool. Like, I would like this song regardless because you know it's like I was into breakbeat at this time, but like oh, yeah. this part. Oh. That you turned it down on. Yeah. That's the best part. Yeah, he does those big sweeps. Yeah. It's like classic Wes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I remember uh, reading an interview with him back in the day uh, where he was talking about how one of his favorite things to do was to go around to um, uh, guitar shops or music stores. Mm-hmm. And um, Bill, do you have any amps that are just like really fucked up that make some weird fucking noise that you can't fix? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> 
and and buying them just because he could get some weird tone out of it that you couldn't get through like a pedal because it was some oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, but then talking about like how he couldn't recreate it then for live because <laughs> right, it was yeah. like on played on some tiny little amp in a studio that made this one distinct noise, you mm-hmm. know, and it was hard to recreate that. Um, but uh, I just love that outside of the box approach to, to music. Yeah, the experimentation. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about using the uh, like playing through a bass amp or something like that. Yeah. Didn't Wes do that? Uh, well, okay. he played through it. He, he, uh, he put. Uh, hold on. You know, guitar strings on a bass. Yes, guitar strings on a bass. Okay. So, so it, like it picked up pickups. way lower tones uh, than a normal okay. guitar would. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think he like even experimented around with like putting like bass strings on guitars, oh and he did all kinds of wild shit, like custom, custom made stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and also his his uh, uh, effects pedal, which is like a <laughs> like a goddamn like. Risk game like mm-hmm. there, it's so fucking huge, and it's got so many different um, pedals and stuff on it. Uh, uh, but apparently, did it get stolen or or damaged or something? Yeah, there was a video from like no, before the r- pandemic. Yeah, rained on or something. There was a a collapse in a venue's ceiling. Yeah, and a bunch of water poured in, and it like got all over his pedals, and he like got pissed off about it. I would do like I. I understand. He said, like, that, that pedal board's, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I'd be pissed off, too. <laughs> yeah. Fucking mad. And especially having to daisy chain all those effects together and oh, whatnot. God. That seems like it would be so time-consuming. Like, what you've got it set. Yeah. Just set it and forget it, you know? And he does, he does that thing where um, he'll, like, play, like, a little riff and, like, have it recording. And then, and then you know, and then stop and loop that little bit. Oh, and yeah. so it'll be playing just some like little wham, and then he can he can keep that going, and then go back over and like noodle around on a different uh, part and kind mm-hmm. of put them together, make make basically like two guitars uh, work. And I know he does that like live a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just little stuff like that. I just love the guy. Yeah, he's just fun. Yeah, it seems like he's in on the joke of Limp Biscuit as well. You know? Oh, he yeah, fucking knows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I f- absolutely fucking knows. I feel like it's Limp Biscuit fans uh, that don't get it all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He he's he said before, like, um, in interviews, like, people ask him, like, why did you leave? Because he left Limp Biscuit after Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flavored Water. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, I, you know, he's like, I wasn't a fan of, he was like, I, I more or less liked what we were playing, but I just, that's not the thing I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he's like, I had fun playing with them and they're good musicians, but it's like, I wanted to do something like else. And he's not a, he's not, he's admitted, he's not like a hip hop fan. So like mm-hmm. being in a band where hip hop is a huge element is kind of difficult, I'm sure. Uh, and if you listen to his, like uh, his influences, it's like ween and, and, and a lot of like more experimental mm-hmm. weird shit. Yeah. Uh, so he, he broke off uh, to kind of, he wanted to do his own thing, but then he said, you know, after like years of, of doing that, and he was like, I ended up just missing Limp Biscuit, hmm. um, and so he went back and he's just like, look, I have I have fun in this band, like, mm-hmm. and it really does. If you watch them live, dude is leaping around like a goddamn mm-hmm. lemur, like he's fucking wild. Um, yeah, but uh, is he so, so much fun to watch? Live. He's got a great stage presence for sure. Incredible mm-hmm. with the the costumes. I mean, and he does everything himself. That's that's the cool bit about it is like he designs and like applies and puts together these 
he's always looked like a like a Grant Morrison um, like comic book character to me. Like whenever he mm-hmm. does his wild shit, yeah, um, just something like totally weird and out there, and I just fucking love it. Man. Yeah, I mean, like let this be a lesson to anyone who's listening to this podcast that's thinking of starting a new metal band and dressing up in that band. You know, just like make sure your costumes are farm to table. You know? Yes. Make Absolutely. them yourself. Organic, farm to table, yeah. gluten free. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Plant based if you know we're applicable, obviously. 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 To be honest. Like grow your own disco ball. Once it's ripe, take it off the vine, of course. Yeah. Shatter it, make a mask out of it Absolutely. before I'm on stage. There you go. That's all you gotta do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, be a pescatarian. Um, next up, this is off of his, uh, he did a solo album that I somehow totally fucking miss. And I'm usually on top of shit, especially something by Wes. I would, I, I, I don't know how I miss this. This mm-hmm. came out, it came out like the week of my birthday. So I'm, I'm guessing like I just had other shit going on. Like my wife had planned like kind of a little surprise party kind of thing for mm-hmm. me. And, and, uh, it wasn't really a surprise. Anyways, um, uh, I was just like really busy that week and I had a lot of shit going on. So I must've just totally missed this, but, um, uh, kind of bummed, but I've been listening to it lately and it's really fucking good. Uh, this one is called a large magnetic discharge from waiting for it to scroll the scroll star barge. Yeah. And this is under Wes's name. This is under him. Just all him. Yes. I actually listened to this album yesterday Oh yeah, yeah. Oh uh, sweet. I've uh, I've been doing some like study stuff for work, so I've been listening to a bunch of different study playlists, lo-fi hip hop beats, yeah. that type of thing. And I thought, uh, let me throw this on and see what uh, I could do with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like pleasant to listen to, like a lot of like if they're not marambas, I don't know what they would be, but like it's pleasant, nothing yeah. too aggressive. It's just like music to chill to. But it's got like a it's got like a step to it, like a little bit of a swing to it, so you're not falling asleep. You right. know, it's just like you said, it's great study music or great work or workout music. You know, uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff I listen to during the day when I'm working because I'll get a little bit too distracted with lyrics, so I usually try to go for something without. This sounds like a soundtrack to uh, one of those fucking uh, machines where you like push a ball that rolls down a, a bridge. <laughs> what one, is two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven, eight. <laughs> What is that called? A uh, Pe- uh, uh, plink- plinko? Wait, no. No. Um, pachinko. Wait. No, no, no. It's a it's a, a Rube Goldberg uh, device. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Rube that's, Goldberg. That's what this sounds like to me. Like you're you're watching like the <laughs> yeah. ball like turn into like different avenues and shit and roll down like <laughs> playing cards and knock over dominoes and. Would be really good. I would totally watch mm-hmm. just hours of that to this kind of music. That'd be great. I know he's a big fan of um, like. Like Hawaiian tiki music. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not a fan of hip hop. Hawaiian tiki, though. Absolutely, he's a huge tiki fan. He's got all these like <laughs> like tiki mugs and stuff. If you see like pictures of his studio, there's like yeah. just lines like tiki mugs, you know, like oh, lining the shelves and stuff. Yeah. Um, and whenever I, I saw that, I was like, man, I've never listened to Hawaiian music, mm-hmm. and I went and listened to it, and it fucking rules. Um, there's a specific. I don't know if it's a subgenre or but it's called exotica. Mm. Uh, so it's not it's not like truly like Hawaiian. Mm. It's basically like uh, uh, these white dudes uh, in America that were like composers and stuff. It was like kind of their idea of what Hawaiian music should sound like. <laughs> um, 
but it's uh, it, it's just it's a very it's a very weird little subgenre, and uh, I would I would seriously recommend everybody check that out too because it's just fun to listen to. Yeah, my favorite Hawaiian music is in the movie Moana. It's a deep cut. Uh, some people haven't heard about it. A lot of people Tell don't know about, about it. it. Yeah, a little, a little indie studio, I'm guessing. Or? Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. much, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> It's a cartoon. They're going to make a live action out of it. Not a big deal. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> this guy named Dwayne The Rock Johnson is going to star in both. Um, and, and if you're looking for somebody uh, specifically to, to check out in the exotica tiki world, um, I think one of the bigger uh, composers is a guy named Martin Denny. Um, Martin Denny. Let me pronounce that correctly. There. Martin Denny. Martin Denny. Um, if you ask for Martin Waffle House, you've gone too far. If, if you've ever seen a uh, an old James Bond movie where he's uh, uh, having sex with like any woman who's not white or black, um, it's probably going to be playing some kind of exotica music. Um, oh, okay. Because there was like there was influences from like uh, well back then they called it like Oriental music, but I mean it was you know Asian Pan Asian influence. Um, so it's it's not truly like Hawaiian classical Hawaiian music that you would like hear from like Hawaiian natives. Um, but you know, I check that stuff out too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying go listen to the white guy version of all of it. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it is some very just pleasant music to listen to. Um, so relaxing, um, fun to put on by like a poolside or, uh, if you're just chilling out, you know, just wanted to have a good time. Do you think on. a lot of the music that he comes up with, with, like for that is just like him noodling around uh, like on a weekend or whatever and just like coming up with something. He's like, oh, I'll save this file and put it out there. Later I, on. I do think so because I've heard him in interviews say like he, he does not feel like a typical guitarist, like a, I don't mean classical, like classical music, but like a classic guitar, like rock guitarist. Um, because he says like when he approaches a song, he, he he builds it. He he builds little pieces of it together, mm. um, as opposed to like I'm gonna write this like melody and then here's the bridge and then here's the chorus. You know, he doesn't think. He said he didn't think like that. He just writes little bits and pieces of music, um, and then like we'll noodle around until he finds something that sounds kind of cool or that he likes, and then that will he'll work that into a song somehow. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like almost uh, working backwards. But I like the way he does it because it's almost like sampling in a weird way. Yeah. Where you're like just like listening to an album, you're like, hey, I like this one little drum beat or I like this one little chord change or whatever that you hear in some old album. And, you know, like hip hop producers or techno, whatever, electronica will like grab that little snippet, you know, and use mm -hmm. that. And I feel like that's kind of what he does where he just he and like even with what we were talking about with Crystal Method, where they were saying that he just came in and noodled around and then they took those bits and mm -hmm. kind of compiled them together. I mean, it's possible that he just showed up and wouldn't leave. So they were like, I guess we'll hit record. Hey, Wes, if you're listening to this, you want to show up at my house and not leave? Come on, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you like kisses. <laughs> Big ones. Caius. Yeah. Caius's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now this right here, this is the shit. Here we go. This is the good stuff. So this is, uh, if you're not familiar, uh, Big Dumb Face was a project that he did. Um, I believe it was between, yeah, between two, significant other. Two ferns? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Got it. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, God damn it. Now I almost said between two ferns. Between uh, significant other and hot dog flavored water. Okay. Um, he did Big Dumb Face, which was his like solo 
again, like I mentioned earlier, he was a big fan of Ween, so this was like kind of his like take on a Ween album. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one's called Fight and Stance. Fight and Stance. <laughs> Have you listened to this in a while? It's it's been quite some time since I've heard this album. This is a fuck. I w- I'll play another song from Big Death Face, but I had to play this one. Okay, here. <laughs> and this is Wes. He like does everything on this, right? Or does Scott help him out? Uh, Scott does help on uh, on like a couple songs, okay. but this is Primarily pretty much him. just Wes. Okay, yeah. yeah. I know he's got. He's, Scott's the only other one that has any kind of credit on this. Now the name of this album is what? Uh, Duke Lion fights the terror. Yep, and this is a concept album, right? It is a concept album. Yes, <laughs> it's like a Dungeons and Dragons type of story. Kinda. It's yes, sort it's, of. It's, it's wild. It's really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Um, he's and and he's got other uh, big dumb face albums that kind of continue like the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got like a Christmas album. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he just put that one out like a few years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah. And the uh, so so that. Um, he, if you listen to that, there's a lot of that tiki influence on it. Oh, really? It's like metal music and then tiki music. <laughs> and it fucking like that again. I keep saying it. This is why I love the man. Like yeah. he's just like I'm gonna put metal music and tiki music together. Yeah. That's gonna be an album about like <laughs> demonology, <laughs> but it's a Christmas album. Sure, of course. But it's about demons. Naturally, <laughs> Christmas album. Yeah. Um, he, he is just I don't know. A lot I, of fun. So I remember fun. when this album came out back in the day. You and I uh, were both intrigued by it. I primarily because you had mentioned it to me. I knew you were hyped for it. So I thought, well, let me go out and, and get it. And around the time this album came out, I was working. So I had a car. I could, like, I had a little bit of screeole to my name. So I yeah. was able to, like, go out and seek out this album. And it was easier to find than I anticipated. I was worried I was going to have to hunt around for it. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was like, it was right there. I. I don't know that I bought it like day of release, but maybe within a week or so. I bought it day of release. Did you? Promenade Mall, FYE. Hell I yeah. was right fucking there. <laughs> I was I was on point. That's I awesome. like went in. I was like, I better fucking find this album. Yeah. And yeah, they they had it. Yeah. Uh, right there. I don't think it sold very well. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna let this roll through. So this is on the same album. Um. Now this song right here, I think this is the probably the most well-known song uh, 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 from Big Dumb Face. Um, it still isn't like like a hugely popular song, but most people who know anything about Big Dumb Face um, most likely know this song. And that song is called "The Blood Red Head on Fire." Hell yeah! Um, so you you heard the last one. This is on the same album, so the last one's kind of like a weird country song. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess it had some like red dirt feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It like it, it would have felt comfortable in the movie Rango. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then there's this song, um, and this is just a goddamn banger. This is just a fucking. I mean, I, I we got to be quiet for this. Okay. No, I remember when he was 
playing with this band. Like, they toured. Oh, yes. Big Dumb Face. Yes. Uh, do you want to talk about his stage <laughs> well, attire? He dressed up as a bear, <laughs> like a teddy bear. Oh, I thought it was like he had, like, a, a goblin, like, thing around his head, but then he was just, like, in a diaper and, like, smeared I in, think like, it may mud. have been, like, I think he may have had multiple uh, outfits. Yes, I do remember that one, but I also remember the bear costume. Actually, you know, that they may have been Limp Bizkit. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, yes, I do remember what you're talking about. It wasn't nearly as complex as the stuff that he put together for Limp Bizkit, which I kind of love. Like, it's a side project, and <laughs> it looked so much shittier than his Limp But, like, in a, in, a, in a way that was fun. I found a publicity photo for a Big Dumb Face. It's a, a five-piece band in this photo. Okay, yes, yes, okay, I remember, yeah, absolutely. And we'll post this on social media for uh, for the folks, but uh, yeah, he uh, he went all in on it, yeah. you know? It's... Oh. <laughs> uh. It's... It almost sounds like it's it's like a metal parody song, but like good. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it and you think, oh, it's just like a joke metal song, but like no, there's like some legit chops behind all of it. Um. And if you listen to the newer uh, Big Dumb Face albums, holy shit, like those go into full on like thrash metal territory, like wild. Slayer level mm-hmm. like thrash metal territory. Uh, yeah, there's some like on that Christmas album. I think the first track sounds like a grindcore yeah. type of song, yeah. which is just like a hell of a way to open a Christmas album. But like, I don't like Christmas, so you know, if if I gotta listen to it, that's the it's gonna be the, the song one. I'm gonna gravitate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so that was uh, Blood Red Head on Fire. Um, let this kind of play out here. This next one is Basic Needs by Jonathan Davis off the album Black Labyrinth. So uh, Wes was on, I, I believe, five tracks on here. Um, and it's a little bit more like uh, down tempo. Like, you know, it's Jonathan Davis from Corn, so you're thinking, uh-huh. like, oh, it's going to be like loud and aggressive. Like, no, the album is not. The album is. Um, much chiller than uh, you might you might expect from you know Jonathan Davis, but um, uh, it's, it's actually really good. I actually really like the album. Um, yeah, Jonathan Davis. He uh, we've talked about this before on different Corn episodes, but he's there's a lot of influence for him with uh, new wave and uh, that yeah. type of thing. So. Uh, for people who may not be aware of that, and then you listen to Corn, you're like, "Oh, this guy likes fucking Pantera and whatnot," which may be true, but his primary influence is like much softer and uh, more yes. melodic music. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I was looking up uh, his. The Christmas album is called "Christmas in the Cave of Dagoff." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Uh, what song is this? Um, this is uh, Basic Needs. Basic Needs. Yeah. Have you listened to this album? Like, 
all together. Yeah. And I know Wes only plays guitar on like a five, few tracks. Five tracks. Okay. Maybe six. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think in the past, off air, you've told me that you can definitely tell a difference between the Wes songs and the non-Wes songs. Yeah. He okay. j- there's just something extra that he brings into it. Mm-hmm. You can just... Like, even on a song like this, it's like a little more standard than the stuff that he usually does you know mm-hmm. it's like kind of more just like a straightforward melodic song you'll hear these little like weird twangs in the background I don't know how else to put them but you're like okay yeah that's Wes right there okay like there's just something about his guitar tones that you can hear like right. that yeah the little like dolphin noise yeah <laughs> I wanted to so I, I pulled up the Christmas in the Cave of Dagoth um, just because I remember there being some really funny uh, song names on here. Mm-hmm. The first track, the, when you were talking about the grindcore one, mm-hmm. is called Your Grandma Got You Khaki Slacks. <laughs> <laughs> one is The Possession of Leslie Bibb. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so uh, go, go, go check that out. Um, it's fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, the second album is called "Where Is Duke Lion? He's Dead." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a question, then an answer. It was yeah. like a decade plus between Big Dumb Face albums. Oh right? yeah, um, I, I should, uh, I've got that pulled up here. Um, I remember being surprised when that second <laughs> album came out. 16 years between the first and second one. <laughs> Damn. And then uh, the newest one, like we said, came out just like a couple of years ago, right? Uh, oh, yeah. 2021. Uh, so 2017 and then uh, 2021 was a Christmas one. Interesting. Okay. So uh, I know it's not terribly popular, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I really hope that he just keeps making yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> big fun. dumb face records. This is the same song? Yes. Right. Yeah, it just like veered into a, a totally different. And at first, I'm like, I'm like, okay, is that like a uh, a sitar playing? I don't think it is. I think it's a guitar that he's using weird, like microtonal. Because listening to it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a sitar to me. Mm-hmm. I think he's doing that with an actual guitar, which would require you. To basically take all the frets out of your guitar because your guitar, the way a guitar is set up is for, you know, for these specific notes. Mm-hmm. Um, other um, forms of music that are not westernized do not have that same scale. They have a completely different scale. So like uh, a lot of um, like Asian, uh, like uh, South Indian, uh, they have like completely different musical scales. Uh, the Middle East, you know, where you'll hear people sing like, ah, 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 you know, and that was terrible. I'm not trying to make fun of them. I'm saying like, where it's got all these like weird little halfway notes that you don't hear in Western music. Mm. Um, so for him to do something like that, I'm like, he would have had to have um, either tuned his guitar in a way I don't understand or just taken the frets out entirely and found out how to play all these weird little micro in-between notes between, you know, A and B mm. uh, that isn't flat or sharp. Um, I-, I-, I am not... I know enough about music to be <laughs> to play guitar, kind of. To be dangerous. To be dangerous, uh, but I, th- 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 that's going into a level where I'm like, I don't even can't even wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think it's it is, so. Do you think it's fucked up that the reason they call it a sitar is because it's a guitar you play while you sit down? Mm-hmm. 
Well, asked and answered. <laughs> Great. Yep. All right. See you guys. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's basically now I'm going to skip because it kind of goes on from there. Okay, this I wanted to get to. This is a uh, Tina Guo. Uh, G-U-O. I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce that. Oh, yeah. She's like the cellist? Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is this is on an album called Cello Metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a cover of Raining Blood featuring West Borland. Fuck. I wondered if that's what it was. I came across that, like, single, like, cover art. Yeah. Raining Blood. I was like, ah, what if that's Slayer? Ah, maybe not. Yes, but it is, my friend. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> Dude, if you went to one of her concerts and <laughs> she just busted this out, seeing like a a uh, cellist sitting down in yeah. a folding chair, rocking this out, and then like a circle pit opens up, holy shit, that'd be so fucking rad. Yeah. But listen to his guitar. It almost looks like he's playing like without an amp or something. It's yeah. so weird. I still think it was recorded over Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You don't ever hear Wes play leads. No, really. very rarely. He's done a lot more uh, recently. Yeah. Um, like in, in the uh, the two new uh, Big Dumb Face, he actually does do some... I, I guess you can call this a lead. Uh, <laughs> it sounds I mean, more like, like he's strangling like a guitar to death, which I love. I'm, I'm not not saying it's bad. I mean, that's how Kerry King would play his lead sometimes. Yeah, and yeah, Phantom, yeah. So, yeah. If it's um, for Slayer. Uh, what's funny is I was watching an interview with this, the very right. same today. Um, him talking about how when Limp Bizkit came out, it made him want to quit music. <laughs> <laughs> I love how fucking salty all these <laughs> yeah. dudes got over Limp Biscuit being popular. Wait, here we go. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is that shit. That ring. Yeah. Letting it ring out. <laughs> I mean, the end of Raining Blood just sounds like pure chaos anyway. Oh, it is. Absolutely, like, yeah. What if it was just the whole song, you know? Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. Yeah. The paint is simple backwards. <laughs> Seriously, the symbol is being played backwards. Right? It sounds, like it, it sounds like it's um, the uh, the quick opening of a hi hat, like they hit but, it, like cut off. <laughs> yeah, they probably just like stomping on it real quick or something. I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. I love it. Uh, it's great. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I know I said I tried to play stuff with lyrics, but I was like, I, I gotta, I mean, I gotta play that. That's look, it's, fucking yeah, rules. If you see the opportunity to play a Slayer cover, you gotta fucking play it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so I did want to get one track uh, from Blacklight Burns. Okay. Uh, this one is called Lie. It's off the album Cruel Melody. Um, I wanted to get at least one because, you know, that's kind of like his, I, I feel like his biggest um, 
project that he's done outside of Limp Bizkit. Um, yeah. Or at least the one he put. Because, you know, you can kind of argue that the Big Dumb Face is a little bit of a jerk off. Um, oh, the song is called Why? Yeah. But the album is Cruel Me- Melody. Yes. Is that right? Okay. And this is Wes in his entirety, like the. No, um, I think he had somebody else in Blacklight Burns, and I should know this. The problem was I, I just never got super into them because, mm-hmm. like, kind of the goth metal isn't my. It's not really like my my thing thing, you know. Yeah. Um, like there's some of it that I like, but. Is this him singing? Yes. That's yes. pretty good though. Oh yeah, he's he's actually a really good singer. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he's had four. So I okay. I knew. Uh. So Danny Loner. Oh, okay. Josh Freese. Hmm. Um, and then some of the people I don't I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but Danny Loner and Josh Freese were both in it. That's pretty fucking yeah. Pretty solid. fucking solid. Like were they both in Nine Inch Nails? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, both of them have yes. been in Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. Is Freese? He's the new Foo Fighters drummer, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 And then uh, Danny Loner um, has you know done a ton. I mean. He's basically kind of the other half of Nine Inch Nails with Trent. Hmm. Um, His name is Loner, but he likes to play with Trent Reznor. Hey, don't um, ask me to explain it, my friend. That's fucked up. Uh, Sean Fetterman on bass, Marshall Kilpatrick drums and percussion, Dennis Sanders bass backup vocals, Joe Letts drums, but it also never actually played with the band due to scheduling conflicts. <laughs> It's one of those things where, like, you know, if you look at the uh, the, the, uh, timeline. the timeline, it's yeah. all kind of, Wes is the only one that's been there the entire time. Yeah. Um, uh, so it looks like the first album had both Danny Loner and Josh Freese on it. And I okay. believe that is this one. Um, I yes. feel like. Yes, that is this one. This that, is the side project of Wes's that had the most chance of getting like some radio play or like yeah. hitting the mainstream, but it just never popped. It, it it's actually got like some underground like uh, like anytime I see it brought up online, every, everybody's like, "Oh, I fucking loved Blacklight Burns." But I yeah. When did this album come out? Oh uh, seven. Oh seven. So this was around like uh, so, like uh, emo music was was popular like yeah your uh chemicals romance yeah your falling out voice <laughs> you know them type of shits exactly and then this came out yeah your, your seconds to mars equals 30 yeah <laughs> uh it was released on ross robinson's label i am wolfpack that's his label name i am wolfpack um and it, no he, i'm wolfpack <laughs> i'm wolfpack he and Ross Robinson, I know, are like really close friends. Oh, really? Yeah, like IRL. They go, uh, they post mountain biking pictures with each other all the time. They uh, they cool. go mountain biking in LA all, a lot together. So. <laughs> Ross Robinson keeps a potted plant in his back pocket <laughs> while riding, just in case Wes starts to lose steam. He throws that shit at him, <laughs> hits him in the head. Wes is in ridiculous shape too. Yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. He plays a lot of shows like without his shirt on. And I'm like, goddamn, man, is fucking like solid as a rock yeah yep. he like paints his entire upper torso and like i'm sure paint that does not breathe at all but he still like is moving around a lot i gotta say slipknot is my favorite band and back in the day they were had like a hell of a stage presence but like the more modern stuff they still move around a d- 
decent amount, but they've I feel like they've lost a few steps since back in the day, but right. wear and tear and whatnot. But I feel like Wes has mm-hmm. kept that energy going the entire time. And he's 48. I didn't know. God, I didn't realize he's only eight years older than I am. That uh, makes me feel awesome. He's I've accomplished as much as he has, so but I, I shouldn't feel bad. Does he have a new metal podcast based out on a fucking Tulsa, Oklahoma? In oh my friend, I've been actually honestly thinking about just like straight up DMing him and being like, dude, look, mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I want you to come on. We will not talk about Limp Biscuit at all. All I want to talk about is your side projects. I'll ask him about Limp Biscuit. Okay. <laughs> we'll catch him that way. Hey, I said I wouldn't do it. Here's this guy. But I'm going to. <laughs> okay, this is uh, uh, Weak and Powerless. Um, now, this is a Perfect Circle song, but it is oh. on the remix, A Motion. Um, and uh, uh, my, uh, my Grave Reinholder mix? It's Tilling My Grave Reinholder. But this has got some of that... I feel like this is a great example of Wes's guitar playing right here. And this is, so he did a remix? Yeah, it's a remix. Yeah. I don't like it. (laughs) Remixes are unnatural. (laughs) (laughs) But you probably heard this song before, right? Uh, It doesn't sound familiar to me. Yeah, I probably recognize the chorus. I bet I don't. I bet you $100. All right. And I won't lie. (laughs) I believe you. Okay. Not ringing any bells? Mm -mm. Seriously? This this gets like radio play. No? Wow. Okay. Fine. So is it... Is the guitar... Is this guitar not in the actual song at all? Uh, is it not uh, this chuggy? Actual no, thing? it's 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 much different. It's it's a lot cleaner. Oh. Um, the the original song is great. Hmm. Um, I just thought it was a great uh, that was a great example of Wes and his unique guitar sound that is played over a song that. Some people <coughs> recognize, uh, maybe not everyone out there, but uh, a lot of people I'm sure would recognize this song. I don't think so. All right. And here I, we go. Survey said we asked 100 people. This is as close as, as a uh, solo that he got. Okay, we don't have to listen to this whole thing. Um, I'll just go ahead and go to the next. This is the last one I've got here. Um, so this one is called In Dreams. It is a chase the white rabbit into Pakistan wait, remix. Wait, who is this? Is this <laughs> a filter. perfect circle? Oh, okay. So this is this is another remix of a filter song. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, uh, called... God damn it, this scrolls so slow. In dreams, chase the white rabbit into Pakistan. <laughs> Brent's trying to write this down. I'm giving him nonsense. This is, yeah, this, none of these words make sense. It's like trying to uh, conjugate a verb into <laughs> Mandarin. Like, I don't fucking know what this is. But I just, I was, I was surprised I'd never heard this before. That uh, uh, did a filter remix. What? What album is this off of? 
it's an album of remixes. Um, it's called Remixes for the Damned. Okay. I still don't like it, but okay. <laughs> Oh, on, on Filter's uh, Wikipedia page, the only member of Filter is Richard Patrick. Mm-hmm. I think he's the only one that's, like, consistently in, in the band. All right, Trent Reznor. <laughs> Trying to find out what... Ye- okay. Uh, so this would have been 2008. God, what a fucking nightmare to have to type all this shit out. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this is not the first time that the two of them have worked together, right? I, you know, it's a remix, so maybe they didn't work together directly, but uh, they worked together yes. in the band The Damning Well yes. from the, I think, the first Underworld soundtrack, yes. right? It is not on any streaming services. No. And the weird setup that we have here. I can't play. <laughs> I could see if it'll play. Uh-huh. Probably won't. I'm using a really old phone because for some reason the cables that we use don't work with lightning cables. So we're having to use like an old one. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, it kills, for some reason, kills the sound quality when it goes through a lightning cable. These are the problems that we deal with people. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, let me see if I can try to track it down here. It will definitely sound like shit, but you know what? I feel like we've we've made it this far. Yeah, might as well. Oh shit. We're just getting into it, I guess. The Damning Well, Awakening. Wes Borland on guitar. Uh Richard Patrick on vocals. Um uh, hold other on. people on other things. Yeah, there was I, I wanna say Danny Loner was on that too. Um uh, yeah, so uh, Danny Loner was on bass, Richard Patrick on vocals, and Josh Freese on drums. Oh, okay, yeah, there so, you go. <laughs> again, Danny Loner and Josh Freese. I think they were going to try to put a band together, like an actual album and, and whatnot, right? But yes. it just kind of fizzled out. It but never went anywhere, yeah. I remember the song got radio play. This is one of those songs that like would sell a soundtrack because yeah. the song just fucking rules so hard. That, that guitar at the beginning... So fucking good, that course guitar. Mm-hmm. That's such a West, such yeah. a West sound. Like mm-hmm. if I heard this song, I'd be like, "That's West Portland." That's the uh, the sound of like sunlight peeking through a uh, overhead canopy of the rainforest or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's a brightness to it. That. That's great. So good. Yeah, this song is 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 an absolute fucking banger. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they recorded another song. Another one. Another one. Uh, called Power, and it's got Amy Lee from Evanescence on guest vocals. Oh, this is the one that goes. How can one man have all that power? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeezys are fucking ugly shoes, right? It's not just me. Terrible. They fucking look. Do not understand like the appeal. shit. Yeah. Like fucking ridiculous. It's like a joke of a shoe. Like if you shit 
on a cookie sheet, put in the oven, took it out, stirred it, reformed it, <laughs> put it in the oven again, pulled it out, and you have like Fed twice. it to your dog, let it shit it out. <laughs> yeah. Sit out in the sun for three hours. Scoop it up, form it to the shape of a shoe, put it back on the cookie sheet, put it back in the oven. You got thrice baked fucking <laughs> shit shoes. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the appeal of Yeezys at all. No. But they're not for me. No. I don't think they're for anyone, honestly. <laughs> you know. What do you so you, you you like this song, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I used to have it's this song, song as like an MP three somewhere. Yeah. I gotta track it back down again. It's probably on a hard drive somewhere. We talked about Eat the Day earlier. Um I used to oh my god. uh I had uh he had released several of them because he was looking for like a singer. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. Whenever he first left Limp Biscuit, he was trying to find a singer. Oh, okay. Uh, to form like a new band. Eventually, it became Blacklight Burns. But I love that he was looking for a singer at the same time that Limp Biscuit was looking for a guitarist. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, you might, what are we doing here? Yeah. They should. Well, we got results may vary out of it, so <laughs> worth every penny. Yeah. World's Jesus. greatest album cover. Ugh. Terrible. Yep. People try to defend that album. I say no. Yeah, there are a couple of songs on there that are okay, but they definitely don't hold up like other biscuit. Tracks. I think I've only listened to it one time. Well, so hey, hey man, fuck me. Hey, don't worry, we'll we'll get those numbers up eventually. God, we're gonna <laughs> do that. Yep. Jesus, you gotta admit, like Biscuit is one of those bands where new metal has been part of their DNA the entire oh. run of their absolutely their history, right? Yeah. Like some of the bands that we are discussing, like. Your Deftones and, and uh, maybe System of Down or whatever. Well, that may not be a good example. They just stopped making music. But, like, well, uh, yeah, they, def- they definitely got away from Deftones, that. Deftones, Incubus, you know, those bands, they just, like, changed their genre altogether. Right. So maybe we don't. Sugar Ray, lest we not forget. Oh, my God. I heard, uh, who was it? I heard a podcast recently where they were, like, somewhat talking shit about Mark McGrath. Oh, it was on an episode of Jordan Jesse Go recently. Oh, yeah. And it's like, guys, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Shut your goddamn mouths. Let's work to uh, Sugar Ray albums. Fucking kick nuts. Hell yeah. Fucking great. So that was Oops All Borland. Unless you got something else. Uh, let me uh, let me see what I can cook up. Like, all together, how do you feel about uh, Wes uh, rejoining Limp Biscuit? Two thumbs way up, my friend. Hell yeah, dude. Gold Cobra was a banger. Um... And then the uh, Still Sucks it was a banger. I'll admit, Still Sucks, there's a couple tracks on there that I just like, I, I couldn't find my way into. Um, there's that one acoustic song, I cannot remember the name of it, but uh, it's like the last track on the album, I think. Um, it was not my favorite. Um, the last one? Was it? There, the I don't think one? it's the last one. I think there are like two acoustic tracks and they're kind of peppered throughout, but one of them is like a, a cover by. Uh, it's like a new wave band or something like that. Okay. I was kind of surprised. I was like, eh, why? Oh, all right. You're going to. Yeah. All right. Sure. Sure, guys. They've, they've, uh, most of it, the other stuff I, I fucking did. Yeah. But, uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, we've talked also about. Also known it. by my alias Polar Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we've talked about it enough times. I got to play it. Your grandma got you khaki slacks. <laughs> Hell yeah. Big dumb face. Christmas in the cave of Dagoth. Absolutely. And so, like, as I was listening to this, I was like, okay, this definitely sounds like Wes. This, like, plucky yeah. guitar playing, you know? And I was like, it's Big Dumb Face, so it's probably going to be weird. 
and this album is, but like, what's it gonna be? Okay, so it's got that like synthy bass. Sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hate it, but I'm like, this is very much in the wheelhouse I was expecting, right? <laughs> is, that a, is that a vocal sample? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, it's a it's a loop of some sort. <laughs> oh, it's like a it's like a nightmare cartoon. I love it. Oh, then we get this. Hell yeah. God damn. It only takes like a minute and 20 seconds to get here, <laughs> yeah. but. Worth every second. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm getting some like. Oh my god, Miles Whoa. loves it. Dog loved it. Hell yeah. I'm getting some like Death Clock vibes from it. Oh you know? yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, he preceded Death Clock by a long. I don't know. My ways. Oh yeah. Is that that? Okay, so 2001. So that would definitely. Yeah. Oh, is that when Metalocalypse came out? No, it's when uh, the first Big Dumb Face. Oh, okay. That's um, what you're saying. Uh, 2006. Okay. So he's got five years on him. Yeah. Nice. But hey, look, guys. There's enough room for both of you. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. One opens for the other. Co-headline. Whatever God, you got to do. I would Make nut. this happen. I would fucking nut Matter to see fact, Big Dumb Face Honestly, if Big Dumb Face isn't in the Death Clock movie, Canceled. is this even reality? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm so glad you came up with this uh, theme for the episode because this was super fun. I thought about doing like uh, some type of side project episode at some point for like these various bands or whatever. Oh, yeah. But it was like it's fun to do it with like someone like Wes Borland that's so varied in style and influence and whatnot. Yeah, because all the songs that we played for the most part were all pretty fucking different from each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just goes to show you like like. I listened to a lot of stuff from that list that I found that he had started. I'm like, God damn, where do I start? Like yeah. there, he just has done so much and it's all so varied. Mm-hmm. Um, Results may vary. I wouldn't say this is the best of the best, but um, there was just so much of it. I, I had to like pick something, you know? Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. But uh, yeah, uh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything from like electronica to, uh, just straight up like cello music uh, mm-hmm. that's metal that can open a pit. A cello cover of Raining Blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, honky Tonk. <laughs> a little bit of like screamo, some grindcore, just yeah. a little bit of like everything. A little bit of little bit of goth metal with his black light burns. Yeah. Uh, then straight up fucking like hip hop, trip hop, electronica with the Crystal Method. Yeah. The man. The man knows no bounds. Um, I. I'm just a big fan. 
Absolutely. And uh, you know what? I don't. I don't know how we get past this up. Uh, let's see. Oh shit. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> I was trying to find. Uh, um, oh, you know what? That's the problem. So I don't have the uh, the OG uh, Big Dumb Face album on here. But I feel like we gotta like go out with Duke Lion from Big Dumb Face of the first album. Hell yeah! Just to. All right, everybody. <laughs> Come back next week. We'll be right here, partner. Get fucked, everybody. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, we got it there. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, bye.